Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Faking Movies, episode six. Vol. Is that? Fuck? That's definitely not how you say out, out of my element on that language. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, French is, uh, and I'll put I this just, on record, my least favorite language. Damn. Shots fired. Uh, I just, I just really like the way they say eighty, which is quatre-vingt. So instead of right. coming up with a word for eighty, they just say what's four times twenty. Yeah, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Anyway, it's episode one twenty. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> show I'm enough. Joined, I'm joined here by my. Francophone hating friends. Seth. What's up, Seth? Why wouldn't you say like <laughs> well, Franco okay, Francophonetics hating friend? So yeah, I was trying to think of a different route that would work better. Like Don Francophonetics, just like Muzzy. Whew. Oh boy, bringing up Muzzy. Mm, Aging ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Je suis la jeune vie, which apparently is not what they say in that commercial. My partner, it drives her nuts that I get it wrong. <laughs> hmm. Sure. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking like miso, miso, miso franc. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, something about hating. Anyway, franc uh, est small. Ah, uh, yeah, Fr- uh, <laughs> franc est small. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, we should stop this. Okay, no I Chevalier. I don't think we have a big French distribution, to be honest. I, we're no, no, fine. no. It's mostly Ca- Quebec. On the other hand, fucking loves us, and this is gonna slash our numbers. So. Oh, no, it's okay thanks, because guys. we're making fun of French French. Yeah, not, oh, not Quebecois. Not Quebecois. They do differentiate themselves culturally and on mm-hmm. every Absol- level. I absolutely. Absolutely. I gotta tell you, a few weeks ago i got real deep into letter kenny watched the whole show in one day you can do that those fucking uh blue and black buffalo plaid flannel shirts that all the uh quebecois independence people on the show wear (laughs) my god (laughs) my god i'd wear that shirt you know i feel like that really dropped off after like the third or fourth season it did, and you know uh, why? It's because they cranked out like more than one season per year. I don't like. Um, I think they like. I don't know what the situation is in Canada for TV, but I think they like thought they struck gold, and they were just like blast it out, mm-hmm. yeah, ram, it, ram a jam it through. Yeah. yeah. I also really just disliked the uh, Jay Baruchel episodes because oh, where well, he's I, the... I dislike Jay Baruchel, and also I dislike white nationalists, and I know <laughs> they were trying to make them look ridiculous, but like I just didn't like it. Yeah, he, fair. Also, his his general persona doesn't play well in that role. Like they were trying to make them look ridiculous, but like a very anemic white nationalist is like, this doesn't fit the stereotype. Like, yeah, I don't know. Does it not? You have a fashy haircut and you're a little twerp. Like that's true. I do like when emotionally, they emotionally, physically, or mentally, or sometimes all three. Yeah, it is fun when they show up in the field and then all the natives come out and beat the fucking shit out of them. That's I have cool. issues with that, but we don't have to talk about that on mic because it's okay. You know, very spe- regionally specific. Sure. Anyway, this this is for joined. no one. This is all getting cut out for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, probably. Uh, I'm not editing this one, so yeah. Uh, is it Usac? I hope it's Usac. Probably is. Okay, yeah, good. Also, I, I will do 
us all a favor on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Joined, of course, by my dear friend Zach. What's up, Zach? Oh, how are you now? See, that's a letter oh. kenny too. <laughs> oh, you just do that letter kenny thing. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Oh, not yeah. that. <laughs> oh, we're going to get sued by whatever network they're on. Um, <laughs> no, they seem cool. It's probably CBN. Like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what isn't nationally, like, endowed in fucking Canada? Yeah. I'm like, can I it's just true. say, what a great media model. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, let's give money to people to make something that'll bring joy to others. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? I miss the, 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 the network for public broadcasting or whatever. Oh. oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Forever less I don't even get my local PBS here anymore. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, you have to have like a cable provider to pick it up because of the the new broadcast rules or whatever. Uh, the technical bits, yeah. Yeah, it's Tough. weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, episode one twenty. Now that we're sad at the the downfall of PBS, because fucking Sesame Street's on HBO now. Like, what Wait, the hell what? is that? What? Really? Yes. It's not publicly available. You have to I pay think for it's se- still yeah, publicly it's... available, but like the new stuff is on HBO and it like is on a huge delay or something. What the that shit? Is baffling that goes against the whole thing television workshop should be for everyone yeah Yeah. it absolutely should fake movies this is what we say yeah Mm -hmm. just cut that ancient aliens channel entirely and just make that sesame street 24 7 the history channel is that what it's on i thought it was on one of the subsidiaries no it's on the history channel just like all of the hitler and the occult specials god i'm just sadder and sadder today somebody say anything else god damn it hey a and e used to play nero wolf a show Ooh, i do like nero wolf he had an entire orchid like like greenhouse on his roof and he never left his house it was (laughs) so great why would you if you had all that to just hang out in yeah Oh man! Anyways, uh, so we have an episode to do. Um, do we? Yeah. I want to say Zach's turn. Yeah, That's it correct. is Zach's turn. <laughs> okay, um. cool. Tell us, tell us, get us, get us out of this spiral. Yeah. yeah. How how um, many orchid uh, greenhouses do you have in your story? Well, it's a very rapidly changing number. Let's say more than zero, <laughs> at least. <laughs> now that uh, it's in the zeitgeist. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach. Well, tell us really what you did. Oh, speaking of, we should add the movie Less Than Zero to our list because now that you say the word zero, I I remember that that's a movie. Okay. I just think about the movie Zero Effect. Mm. You mean Zero Theorem? Yes, I mean Zero Theorem. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one ever means that. Because <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> All right, Zach. All right. <clears throat> what do so, we give you? This week, I think we're doing a classic of sorts um yeah uh, some people certainly considered one mm-hmm. yeah yeah um uh, so uh, american graffiti is the movie um i was not given this but i know that george lucas directed it um it, i'll give you this one too he wrote it sure yep uh, he likes to do all the stuff and have a lot of creative control over his shit is my understanding um so yeah, the cast is pretty good. Um, Richard Dreyfus, a uh, famed person that Danny DeVito uh, ripped off for Get Shorty, which is that's true. It's my favorite uh, fact about Richard Dreyfus now. Um, uh, Ron Howard himself, uh, Cindy Williams, who I had to look up, and she played either Laverne or Shirley on Laverne and Shirley. She was Shirley. Shirley, great. Um, Harrison Ford. Uh, this notably was before Star Wars, and I believe this started their relationship. Uh, him and lucas um and i I think that's correct yes Mm, yeah yeah 
Um, Harrison was like a carpenter or some shit before this, right? Uh, I'll give you this fun little fact. Uh, he turned down the role in this movie at uh, when they first offered it because mm. the amount of money he was going to make was less than he would make if he continued to be a carpenter. So mm-hmm. neat. <laughs> he only accepted it when they gave him a raise and said he didn't have to cut his hair. Oh wow, that seems like him. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I mean, isn't even that long in this movie. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of that whole uh, Simpsons softball episode where Mr. Burns keeps telling Don Mattingly to get a haircut, and he ends up with just his whole head shaved. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Fun. Get fun. rid of those sideburns. Oh, uh, sure. I do uh, remember and, that. Hmm, classic Simpsons. <laughs> it's a great episode. Yep. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, Wolfman Jack. Wolfman uh, Jack. I assume the below the fold um, novelty pick for this cast uh, would be actually no, he's kind of central, but like oh, we'll get into uh, it. Interesting. One might say the backbone of the movie. Yeah. Wow. In in okay. fact, famed director John Milius convinced Lucas to make him the backbone of the movie when he was editing it. My my. Oh yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, okay, so I went a bit rogue. This was one of the hardest ones for me. Like, this title and cast are great, and yet I struggled a bit with it. Uh, Wait, I didn't hear little Ronnie Howard. Did we forget to get Yeah, him? no, sorry. He was after Dreyfus. I just didn't have anything. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because he just, doesn't really. I just glossed yeah. over it, yeah. yeah. He's just that ginger, yeah. Um, mm. he's, he hasn't done a lot since then, I don't think so. <laughs> no, um, he doesn't have one Oscar for Best Director or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He didn't direct solo a star wars story <laughs> oh was that him really yep yeah he took oh, over wow. after lord and miller got fired yep wait got fired go on i don't mean to derail this further but... phil lord and chris miller got fired from the movie because kathleen kennedy wasn't happy with the, t- the tone they were going for mm-hmm. they were trying mm-hmm. to make it more comedic because mm. um, like it is han fucking first... solo that's his whole well deal. if you watch the first star wars han is kind of bumbling until at the end when he kind yeah. of comes into his own right so i think they were going for like this guy obviously would be even more bumbling mm-hmm. before In we got to pre times yeah okay uh and Weird. you know lucasfilm well disney arm of what is now lucasfilm <laughs> yeah. was like Mm-mm. Weird. Mm-mm. I mean, in the actual movie, he just plays very cocky, which is like not super likable. So I feel like I mean, it's totally fine if you want to play him cocky, but he has to be cocky and bumbling for it to make sense. Right. The character growth. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Dumb. they got fired, uh, yeah. and Ron Howard took over. Well, so I'm writing a solo prequel, prequel. Uh, so that Ooh. leads nicely to this. Uh, no, I'm not. Oh. Um, so this one was. Can I pretend it is though? Sure. Whatever. whatever... Can we set it on Corellia? <laughs> sure. It gets little play in the uh, now current corpus of movies. Yeah, is Senator Ben Graham Ilbis going to be in it? Ooh, I'm out of my depth on that one, but yeah. Oh, you want to? Yeah. Oh, are we doing a deep dive? Just no, in a, no, no, to, no, 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 in the, the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Ain't, ain't got the time. Mm. Uh, are you sure? Because right. <laughs> that dark force is rising, Zach. Mm, I mean, I'm Jeff, really a Prince yeah. Caesar man myself, but that's not oh. Thrawn trilogy. But you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. That's okay. okay. Was that Shadow of the Empire? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so <laughs> these are canon anymore. None of this matters. Um, yeah, so uh, I what I came up with is not really a sequential plot this week. I'm more just going to describe the movie on a high-level sort of idea-wise. Okay. Anything. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, So it's the early 1960s. Uh, The boomers are now mouth breathing and getting their sticky child hands all over the entire country. And things are largely 
traditional. One might compare it to a regular Jack kid getting his raspberry jam fingers all over the thermostat. I'm not sure. In which the thermostat is the government, the boomers are a Jack kid, and the raspberry jam is them beginning to ruin the country. Oh, current times. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yes. We all agree on that, of course, yeah. Um, we all understand the term Jack kid, right? I don't at all. No. no. The Francis Ford Coppola classic, Jack. Oh, uh, now I do. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, oh, that makes boy. a lot more sense now. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Just a giant four-year-old. Yeah, well, th- those are the boomers, turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we say this, all of our parents are boomers. I don't know. It's unnecessarily They are shitty, like four-year-olds. Uh, they can be. We, we have yeah. discussed it a number of times how our parents are kind of like screwing us over. So, Or mm-hmm. at least in the aggregate. Uh, mm-hmm. Our quote parents, capital P. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, so yeah, the late 50s, uh, early Why 60s. Why should I vote for anyone? <laughs> I'll it's be not dead. gonna directly affect me. Why should I care? Oh, I'm set. Like it doesn't matter. You know what? I hate the environment. <laughs> I only made two thousand dollars a year more than you, and I was able to put away fifty percent of my paycheck <laughs> while paying off a house. Oh yep. dear. That's but I don't thing. get enough with Social Security. Yeah, it's because of fucking inflation. God <laughs> damn it, motherfucking Fuck. cost of living increases. <laughs> <laughs> all right back to our economic <laughs> podcast uh so um the buildings are brown and square the food is bland and the fashion is all uh homogenous everything is boring in a word are we eating a lot of like jello casseroles? no see that's the like, 70s savory jello that's the 70s that's a it comes in waves right so like i think mm-hmm. that started in the 50s when the refrigerator really took off yeah oh i mean it probably did yeah yeah but uh, I mean, seventies was the heyday of horrible food and horrible cars, as I under and I mean, pretty cool fashion, honestly. But yeah, uh, okay. Um, so everything's very boring. Uh, our five main characters are in their mid-teens. Um, like, probably one of them can drive and drives them all around because the other ones are all like fifteen. Yeah, um, I remember that life. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. Um, so they don't really fit into any of the high school stereotypes. Um, they're very down the middle. Uh, so. The main thrust of the movie is this gradual shift from the traditional 50s sensibilities to what ended up being the free love and jazz cigarette revolution of the late 60s. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're all... and, and yet this is taking place in the 70s, did you say? No, 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 uh, early 60s. Well, we start oh, we start okay, in the early okay. 60s, and we end up in like the early 70s, I guess, yeah. Sure. Um, so, as always, things start out very slowly in this uh, cultural revolution, uh, and we watch the slow progression into a very polarized hippie versus their square parents thing, um, as, you know, actually happened. Right. Um, these transitions are uh, often nigh imperceptible to those experiencing them, uh, but in the aggregate are fairly obvious when you sort of look at a whole decade in hindsight. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where in the moment uh, you don't notice changes occurring, but when you pull back, you can see point A is the starting and point B is the end point are very different. Exactly. You condense 10 years but like into a A to B thing, but when you're living it, it's very sort of gradual and you just like end up one day like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Sure, right. Yeah. Um, so the most notable part of the overall transition is how honestly sort of generally agreeable life was beforehand. 
So not like better per se in this traditional 50s thing. Um, Certainly the revolutionary side has some fair objections to the antiquated lifestyles and opinions and viewpoints of the traditional older generation. Uh Um, But all of our main characters are mostly affected by the now like lack of harmony in the town. Um, then do they benefit from any sort of perceived freedom from oppression from these, like, again, sort of antiquated viewpoints? So you're saying, like, whereas maybe at the starting point things maybe weren't as good globally, Mm -hmm. they maybe worked better locally because everybody was just kind of more docile and went with the flow? Yes, it's it's exactly, I was going to say global versus local. Like, Mm -hmm. in the aggregate, this is all a good thing and it pushes us forward as a country. But in like a hometown or even like a family unit sense, it's like kind of rough because there's all these weird tensions and nobody really knows how to deal with it. And you're at a teenage kind of situation where everything's all confusing and terrible anyway. And sure. it's just like almost, weird. Almost like what we were just talking about with our parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, oh. I think this resonates with sort of any generation because everyone has gone through one of these things. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. Thank God I'm not going to have any children and have to like... <laughs> confront my eventual hypocrisy yeah right, right. they're mm-hmm. gonna tell you like dad you're a fucking like bigoted dad, piece you of sold shit out to the man it's like thanks a lot imaginary kid that i'm having the dts <laughs> yeah. remembering right now i just like... get to live in my ignorance in my late years <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so uh at the culmination um in response to the vietnam war heating up eventually someone paints and a literal upside down flag on one of the larger buildings on main street <gasps> how yep. dare they <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so they were letting everyone know there was a prison riot going on in that building. Is that how that works? I picked that yeah, out. Yeah, that's thin the air. signal for prison riot. Is they Whoa. they raise the flag upside down if they can't contact the outside world. Oh, it's hmm. the something's wrong in here. Please come save us thing. Yes, I see. I see. Huh. Um, no, this is more like an act of defiance uh, mm. in terms of. No, like, I know. I was being a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so here we're using graffiti as a metaphor because uh, it, the acts of a few people uh, can end up really affecting the literal visuals in this case of an entire space and an entire people, but like only outwardly um, and within the group itself, it's sort of a minority position. Like it makes mm-hmm. a large effect to everyone seeing it and everyone on the outside, but like it's only the actual act of a few people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll like social. I think that makes a lot of sense. A lot like many social movements have these like historical figures that we talk about. I you are there were reading lots and lo- my next yeah. paragraph. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, so to sum things up historically, uh, story like stories like these generally focus on sort of the s- extreme protagonists and the extreme antagonists. Uh, which is exactly what you were saying, Lee. Right. Um, the people at the bleeding edge uh, of both sides, culturally, politically, artistically, whatever. Um, or at the very least, the people at the bleeding edge of influence in those movies. Right. Sure. Yeah. They are the loudest voices, definitely. Um, uh, so the nug here is that uh, we in this movie are focused on the middle, uh, the like observers, quote unquote, if you will, um, and the critical or hopefully interesting bit is that the the tone of this movie really wants to show you how there's no hero in any of these stories in the moment like both sides kind of suck for opposing reasons Mm -hmm. um but they do decidedly suck and this is a thing that's happening in our country right now where it's like the extremes of both ends are brutal and kind of fucking it up for everybody and like people in the middle regardless of whatever side you're on are like mostly reasonable people and are just trying to be like humans and are largely i think okay and like want to get along with each other but like based on your perspective on the situation you often and especially in hindsight historically only hear about these like 
very loud personalities, and they are mm-hmm. often sort of not representative of the whole event as it happened to the populace. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, certainly not the everyday life. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And so this is focusing on the kids or the, the teens in this story and how it like actually affected them and how they sort of viewed these things at the time. And then you, as the viewer, sort of contrast that with what you know about it historically, which is all the extreme shit. So right. Yeah. Okay. So that was so like a. It's a very intimate view of a smallish town during a very unstable time. Yeah. Yep. In cultural and political and and, and what have you history. Yep. And and the key is really like again this sort of like, what was it like to be an average person as opposed to like what do you read in the history books and what did Rolling Stone write about and all that kind of right. shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Jan Werner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That person. The founder and managing editor of Rolling Stone. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all don't uh, know Jan? Come on. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, the whole jam. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As, a, I, as say, I said, it had literally no plot because I just couldn't. I started writing it and it got long and tedious and I was like, nah, we're just going to fucking skip to the literal end of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I, I got I to say, Zach. Uh, so it's a slice I, of life uh, from quite actual liked. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked I liked your idea. I feel like if it if you didn't know who the director was, uh, you would never guess George Lucas for something like that. That's true. I ignored Lucas entirely. Yeah, and, uh, I it think it's yeah. always the best plan. He he would have more he like, would have really like, fucked this movie up. My movie version of it. You know yeah. who who it reminds me of is um we did five easy pieces a while ago. Oh uh, yeah, Bob Rolfeson. That's that really feels like his kind of jam. Okay, uh, yeah, I can see or that. Maybe even like. If it if they're throwing a little bit of like interpersonal storylines and maybe like it's an early Terrence Malick or, or like yeah. yeah I so the the thing I started at was um, Dazed and Confused uh, mm. where it's like a bunch of teens and it shows you the strata of all of them and how everybody while extremely different has like very similar human condition problems. And it kind of grew out of that, where it's just like, yeah, we're not all that different, turns out. Um, but everybody is sort of outwardly projecting different shit, and then it sure. became this. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Seth, you got that IMDb for Zen? I sure do. So, uh, American Graffiti. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no A, it's just American. No, it starts in the beginning. Fast. It's alphabetically it's first because it's uh, an American apostrophe. Graffiti? Oh, yeah. So, it's so about, it's about uh, dying pubic hair. Yeah. That's cool. Mm hmm. I like that. Tool, yeah. tool would be into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oy vey, Ishmael. Um, okay. Sober is my favorite tool music video. That's, yep, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, American Graffiti is a 1973 film. Okay. Uh, and oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, I I know when Star Wars fucking came out, I should have put that together. I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Lucas's second directorial movie. Yeah. Right. Oh, the first oh. one was the THX number 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 number. THX 1180. 11, yeah. 9, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the the plot. That sounds extremely bummed already. A couple of high school grads spend one final night cruising the strip with their buddies before they go off to college. Okay. Interesting. You you actually got uh, certain things very yeah, right that's and then true. certain things very wrong only in the sense that like Lucas's movie is not nearly as introspective as yours. Yeah, sure. exactly. I mean, I'm this, not yeah. surprised by that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very surface movie. Yeah, if yeah. there yeah, I was going to say this, if there is one thing 
I would use to describe this movie is that it is entirely surface level and it is very superficial. It's yes. very very frustrating. So what? Mm-hmm. Before you get into the long one, what genre are we in? This could be so many different mm, things. This is like teen nostalgia, like kind of comedy. Kind, there's, uh, there's like a sex comedy aspect to it. There's a, a sex pest, of course. Um, like mild huh. relationship drama goes on. Yeah, like, it is a slice of life movie. It's just a slice of life set over the course of one night. Yeah, yeah. that's a classic mechanism. It, yeah, okay. Yeah, we've all seen Can't Hardly Wait. I, I can't. We've all seen Go. Or go, yeah. I still haven't watched Go, but all right. (laughs) I I assume it's a movie about the 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 game Go. We've already done this. We've already done this. (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah. (laughs) I know no one listens, but we can't repeat ourselves like this. You're just gonna go? Is that what you're gonna do? (laughs) Seth is miming that he's just gonna go now. Um Okay, so a little bit longer of a plot. It's hard to like be concise with this movie because it's all just things that happen. Yeah. Um, hmm. But basically, Richard Dreyfuss and Ron Howard and uh, Charles Martin Smith, who we didn't give you. Okay. Um, Wait, are, are three... that's another question. Are these people all vaguely the same age? I feel like they're yeah. Not, they're all but... they're all they all just graduated high school. Yeah. I mean the actors though. Oh yeah. You oh, this is seventy three. So I don't know when Richard. Most of them were. Yeah. Uh, most of them Weird. were around teenage. Um, okay charles martin smith is the only person who was still a teenager but they were all like very close to to being yeah i would say early 20s and whatnot um i think i was i i read that um cindy williams was the oldest and she was 27 Mm -hmm. oh okay cool oh and harrison ford was 30 but he's kind of like a secondary character oh Um, yeah harrison ford is barely a character in this movie let's huh. be honest he's an important character he's just not in it you know, so we talk I, about this him. i don't think he's important but all right <laughs> he is for that one guy's arc i guess well even then no he isn't but all right we'll, we'll get into it we can so we what, can fight about this why why did they want to ca- did someone find him and they were like you are the most gorgeous human being that has ever he existed. was an actor already like he, oh, he had done okay. a lot of tv like he had a oh. a, a pretty sizable run on Gunsmoke at one mm-hmm. point. Oh, weird. Uh, which he got fired from. Um, no. He also got me. fired by, he signed like a three-picture deal with, I forget what studio. And a, he, I remember hearing him tell this story about like the head of the studio called him in one day. And he's like, I got a problem with your latest role. And he's like, I was basically an extra in that movie. <laughs> like I was fucking playing... I don't, I don't know what his role was. Sure. He's like, I'm in a half a scene. I have one line. What do you have a problem with? And he's like, when Tony Curtis made his screen debut, he was playing a grocery boy. And you know what I saw? It's like, a fucking grocery boy? <laughs> no, a star. And he's like, well, and I guess he didn't do his job that well because he was supposed to be a grocery boy. Uh, and he got fired. That's um, that's so cunty, but like it is so perfectly yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. It is Harrison Ford. It's everything we know about Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, uh. Anyway, so the movie starts yep. and it's uh, Richie Dry, uh, Richie Cunningham, uh-huh. uh, Ron Howard. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Uh, and Charles Martin Smith. Uh, Ron Howard is billed as Ronnie Howard, and Charles Martin Smith is billed as Charlie Martin Smith. Yeah. I was hoping for Chuck. Damn it! All right, well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so there are three dudes, and you know it's like the last night of summer before Richard Dreyfus and Ron Howard are going east to go to college. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they're all hanging out, and like, uh, fucking Ron Howard goes up to Charles Martin Smith, who has a Vespa, and he's like. Hey, dude, um, I want you to take care of my car while I'm gone. And he's like, oh, sick, dude. That's dope. Um, 
So he just takes it and goes and has an adventure. Sure. Um, teens will be teens. Yeah. Ron Howard is dating Cindy Williams and like she picks him up. Um, there's a lot of like trivia about the different cars they were driving and what it represents. Oh, but like, that sounds leave you to... so interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. So Cindy, Cindy Williams drives a, an Edsel, like a fully loaded wow. Edsel. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's in the late fifties, early sixties. Uh, sure. um, That's the only time and, that car would ever exist. Would have existed. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. And like the whole idea of her is like she's forward thinking in certain ways, but like stuck in the past and others. So hmm. like, okay. uh, you're you're uh, adding a lot more depth onto these characters than I definitely noticed. <laughs> I literally just took that from the IMDb trivia. Yeah. Someone else came up with yeah. this. That's fair. Um, That's fair. <laughs> or like how uh, fucking Richard Dreyfus drives a Citroen, like. Oh, in the seventies? Yeah. Oh, this is set in the fifties. This is fifties. Yeah. yeah. Did that? There's no way you'd get a Citroen in the states in the fifth. Okay, whatever. Well, this kid in Modesto, California, <laughs> had one. All uh, right. So it's set in it's set in George Lucas's actual hometown. Um, uh, sure. Um, so Ron Howard gets with Cindy, and and like they're at the drive-in restaurant, and he's like, "Hey, I was thinking, you know, like we shouldn't break up, but like maybe we should see other people while I'm gone." And he was expecting her to break up with him, but then she's like. Mm. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah, like, that I don't want to fucking tie you down. Ouch. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, here's your ring back, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, no, I, you, you keep it. She goes, oh, cool. I just won't wear it because it'll just make things complicated. Yeah, I'll like keep how, it. How, how am I supposed to smash with this ring on? <laughs> yeah, she like really gives him shit for this. Like, I'm good on her. Yeah, yeah. yeah in she, in like a really movie. like smart, elegant way. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's very cool, especially for, you know, uh, early 70s. Sure, sure. So uh, the, those two and Dreyfus are going to go to the, like, dance that's going on at the high school, the sock hop. Yeah, uh, which just is to, fucking like, stupid. I think they, they explain it as, like, oh, yeah, just to see, like, some of our younger friends one time oh, before we leave. Yeah, they're out of school now, right? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. just go. Oh, that's weird. So right. It's, it's the creepy. Way, they're they're mm. going there to, to ugh. <laughs> yeah okay on on the way dreyfus spots this blonde woman played by suzanne summers uh-huh. uh, oh thunder- hell yeah oh i didn't get yeah. suzanne god damn it yeah in a thunderbird driving by and, and he's like falls in love with her and now the rest of his movie is like a chase to like find this girl okay mm-hmm. um uh at the dance um ron howard and cindy williams kind of like realize they still have like really deep feelings for each other and that's part of their storyline going forward yeah. Although they like have a big blow up at one point, and she ends up getting in uh, Harrison Ford's car and and riding with him for a while. Uh oh, spaghetti. Okay. Read between the lines. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, between Harrison, a '70s Harrison Ford and a '70s and Ron, Ron Howard, Howard. Yeah, I think I'd probably get in Harrison's Let's car say too. At <laughs> any point in time. Yeah, maybe even current day. Yeah, don't get in a plane with Harrison Ford, but a car for sure. Yeah. He's a, a famed helicopter pilot. He he goes and does rescue missions. Harrison Ford does. Yeah. Oh well, he also crashes planes a bunch. So I, that's well, what I yeah, was going that for. too. But yeah, <laughs> he's no Billy Joel. But well, I don't know if he's drunk when he does it. But he's not good at flying. Is what I mean. Uh oh, spaghetti. Uh, so Charles Martin Smith's story is like he's just bumping around town and he picks up this girl that everybody is like cat calling and because he's like mildly okay to her like he he says like hey do you look just like this movie star and she's like really like 
charmed by that mm-hmm. okay and they drive around and he like tells a bunch of lies about like yeah this is my car and i've got this other car for hunting because i'm like a badass dude yeah and, like, he talks about shit. how he has a jeep which is the only thing that was attractive hey. to me um <laughs> we are both car boys but in a very yeah uh, very very different way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they like their storyline their storyline uh, involves them like going to park somewhere and like making out for a while and then like he he tries to buy liquor and like he tries to get mm. someone to buy it for him and they get some and then he like gets real sick and throws up a bunch yeah. and the car gets stolen and then they go on this Whew. like well mission to find the car and they eventually do and he gets beat up but then this other dude saves him in that um, in that trying to buy liquor liquor scene like first he like solicits an old guy who goes in and buys him a bunch of shit liquor that is like wine and not the hard. <laughs> he wanted the hard. The stuff. hard stuff. Match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then second, I, I was in I high mean, school. <laughs> when I was when I was eighteen, I was doing shots of one fifty one like a fucking idiot. Ooh, so like you know, ooh, I can relate. Boy, my um, my only buy liquor story from co- or from high school was I had a friend who I will not name uh, that had liquor for some reason but he was stuck home this night and so he put a rope out of his uh, second story bedroom window and i tied <laughs> i tied my 20 dollars into the rope and he pulled it up and then he tied a, a handle of pop-ups into the rope and then lowered it down and God, then i well, he left. ripped you off so is this just the fucking know. lorax like what is going on here <laughs> I, to be oh, fair, that was like, I am the Lorax. I speak I, for the booze. At that, at this point in my life, as a That's probably seventeen-year-old, that was the crowning achievement of my entire existence. I was oh, yeah, yeah. so happy cool. to have done yeah. this. Yeah, I mean that's very cool. It's a cool story. But yeah. also uh-huh. at this this liquor buying spree, uh, he like finds another guy who's like completely amiable to it. He's just like. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you need the hooch. I, I like I just turned uh, twenty one or whatever. Uh, I was a kid once too. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll oh. definitely go in there. And he runs in and he steals a bunch of liquor and runs ah. out. And the shopkeep comes out shooting a pistol at him. Whoa! <laughs> the fifties were crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, the so that's movie. that's more or less his storyline. Uh, the girl that he's with—it's not a famous actress. I can't really remember her name, but she did get nominated for best supporting actress. For this she was movie. in a couple wow. of other things. I just—I and I looked them up, but I can't recall right now. But yeah, she was she was totally fine mm-hmm. in it. I, I actually thought Cindy Williams was much better, but anyway, yeah, sure, agreed. Um, she has a much less memorable role, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this other guy that we didn't mention. He's the like famous drag racer of the crew, and he's like. Mm-hmm probably a couple years older than him he's like slick rick in the bye bye greasy episode of home oh movies. yeah mm-hmm. and i'll race <laughs> you feel the wind in face my face and i'll, and I'll race, race. Oh, that sounds fun. To get okay. out of this place. And I'll race. race. <laughs> and I'll race against uh, the other racers. And I'll race. And I'll race One big shout. And I'll race against my problems. And, and I'll race, race against myself. That and actually sounds very cool. Race. I feel like you guys, you guys just uh, summed we, up the entire Fast and Furious franchise in like uh, two verses of a song. That Yeah, for real. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> two unusable verses. Anyway, mm-hmm. so... Oh, we're um, not getting sued for shit. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's no, true. Brendan we Small's talked about cool, this, uh, <laughs> what, three weeks ago on the pod, on the episode oh, yeah. that I just listened to this morning. So um... so there's this dude who's like the, the drag racer, and he's a little older than everybody, and he's like, the he's the drag Like, everybody knows this is the 
the guy you got to be. Dominic so Toretto. Kind of like it, yeah. uh, it's kind of like Clint Eastwood in any which way, but loose. Yep. Uh, I literally just said Dominic Toretto. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I brought up this specific person because it's a very big parallel. What happens okay, to him? Okay, sure. He finds a pet monkey. Oh no! <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah. There's there's an orangutan. This and is that's George an ape, not there a monkey. Is nothing by the that way, is but you know that's neither here nor there. If we want to debate that mm. sort of issue, but uh, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so he's he's cruising and he can't find a girl to ride with him. And then like he cat calling his car, and they're like, "My sister will go with you." He's like, "Yeah, send her over." And it's like a twelve year old girl. So his <laughs> storyline for the whole movie is like babysitting, <laughs> more or less. And like, yeah. it comes, they they come to like actually enjoy each other's company. Yeah, so, it's like, actually weird. kind of cool like this 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 part like it being a non non-sexual sort of relationship which... i was gonna say this this could only happen in the uh, in a, the 70s when this was filmed like yeah nowadays, like an idealized happens, 50s goes, ah! yeah no like i mean like the the premise is definitely gross but like they do end up you know, respecting each other and not being so, super gross about it for the most part. It's a lot like it's a lot like how the Cool Rider and Woodchuck and Grease too have like a fun. Friendship. No one wants this. No, Lee, no one Lee, wants this. I haven't. I really <laughs> haven't actually seen Grease too. We should do a mini ep about it where I make up my own plot. Oh, oh that's by true. the way, you stupid bitch. <laughs> we did talk. We about talked that. about uh, this. So uh, through a whole bunch of shenanigans, uh, <laughs> stupid his end, bitch. <laughs> his end of the movie ends up with like he drops her off at home. Uh, Charles Martin Smith gets in his car and he gets challenged by Harrison Ford to a race, and they go to Paradise Alley or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And um, yikes! <laughs> yeah, right. And they get into a race, and Cindy Williams is in Harrison Ford's car because she's been fighting with with Ron Howard. Yeah, and they're doing their drag race, and Harrison Ford loses control and rolls his car. Oh, and, famously and, cool cars to roll back then. They yeah. that always goes well for those. Well, so uh, I mean, they're basically the, the, a, a steel cage that your your weird fleshy jelly body will just bounce around until like mm-hmm. it's uh, more like a uh, Jello feature from the mid sixties. That <laughs> oh, is, yeah, is, is both tying that back in. Meat, there's celery in it and stuff. Yeah, for some reason. It's, how did that it's, get there? It's meat, know. gelatinous material of some nature, and yeah. all sorts Pork of other actually. like chunky bits. And yeah. nobody wants to eat it, notably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some um, people want to eat it, but, like, that's a whole different story. You so everyone it. everyone is congregated at this point, and Ron Howard pulls... <laughs> Ron Howard pulls Cindy out of the car, and actually the, the racer dude pulls Harrison Ford out of the car. And, yeah, there is and then, no fucking way they would have survived this crash, though. Well, then Fuck. the car explodes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> The, the, this uh, this this is one of the scenes that bothered me the most in this entire movie was yeah. this crash this race this crash and then like the fact that nobody died because yeah. it, literally everyone should have died certainly well certainly. so then Ron Howard and Cindy Williams get back together and then Ron Howard decides to not leave like he's not gonna go to college Whoa. now he's gonna stay. yeah that, that, well, that was that him. was the whole thing is Richard Dreyfus was like waffling about whether or not I'm he should leave oh, oh sorry <laughs> sorry all right go ahead Richard Dreyfus's whole thing the whole movie is he's not sure if he wants to leave or not and Ron Howard sure. is very certain that they both should and then by the end they Wait, flip uh, positions. Why right. were they intrinsically tied in some way? Did they? Oh, they're just they're just like best, best friends. friends. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, and they were just going to go to a different place, or like I don't the think military, they were going to the same college. No, they were just going to oh, go college. quote out east to college. They were going to get away from this town. I see. Yeah, okay. like okay. escape, escape um, this this doldrum. Man, because Modesto so, is like a very—I don't know if it's in Northern California, but it's a very Northern California. Like, it's a small town in the middle of nowhere yes. type town. Th- these are the weird parts of California where you picture California and you think like San Francisco, L.A., whatever. But yeah, there's a bunch of bum fuckery in the like oh, anything yeah. above Marin County is all right. Fucked. Right, you get yeah. up near Sacramento and it's just a completely different state. Right, it's like Arizona but a little chillier. Yeah, right. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or so, or if you so, get if you get uh, out like in or past Death Valley, like it's oh certainly like yeah. it it yeah, just you're gonna run into the Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and there's tilapia farms everywhere. And Paul Bear. I feel like you're going in different directions, but I like this combo. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, what if, bet, what if Paul Bear is... Well, well, The Rock eats all the cod. Oh, the Undertaker oh, yeah, eats all true. the tilapia. Oh, what if Paul Bear faked, right. faked his own death and him and The Undertaker just hang out on the tilapia farm and they're just really happy together now? That'd be That'd really be sweet. nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I spent a lot of time watching wrestling videos this last week because I... I well, no, it was because of that... that, that uh, oh, you fell into that guy's YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, I fell, fell uh, into that guy's YouTube channel. So, like, <laughs> I learned a lot about wrestling, and I, I, you know what, Lee? I think I understand you a little better. Mm. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> that makes me happy. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, so we haven't talked about Richard Dreyfus. He's the de facto I was gonna say, main I, character. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, I, I feel like I Yeah, he is, right. but, God, he's... His, so, like, all right. His I, arc I is this boring. this making a little bit more, but, like... Um, so he's waffling all night. Um, his adventure kind of like after this dance, he splits off and he's just kind of hanging out and he's sitting on some car watching TV through like a shop window and this street gang that like, you know, like these racers come up and they're like, Hey, you know whose car this is? And it's like, well, he's our friend and you scratched it and you got to come with us or we'll drag you behind our car. Like, Whoa, it's a whole, th- Oh yeah. yeah whole I believe the greaser gang is called the Pharaohs. Maybe it is. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get him. That's pretty cool. They get him involved in their in their hijinks. So like they go to like this uh, this like arcade that he hang that he knows the owner of because the owners are like moose. They're the Elk Lodge. Oh, Elk Lodge. Yeah, yeah. And he Wowzers. and Richard okay. Dreyfus's character won their scholarship at the start for of the movie. two thousand like, dollars for college, which is a lot of fucking money back then. Uh, yeah, that would in been in mid fifties. Fuck yeah! Goddamn, two thousand dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. So he runs he runs distraction while they like rob all the like pinball machines and shit. And I don't think they, like... he intentionally runs distraction. I think But then he realizes what's going on and he like gets uh, in. Yeah, it. yeah. I so I think initially he he runs he is like actually just has no idea what to do and is talking to all of these competent or like these not competent, but uh inept adults. These olds. Uh adult these olds, yeah. And this is something that struck me about this movie is old people or like adults in the fifties apparently stayed up all night long and no businesses ever closed. Yeah. Because this movie takes place at night. See? And everyone's awake and it's like old ladies, random middle aged dudes in suits. This like, is my seem... fucking dream. This is my dream town where I can be <laughs> up at at three in the goddamn morning. <laughs> and go rob an arcade. <laughs> and go rob an arcade and then go hang out with my greaser friends and then go park 
and then Whoa. have a street race. And you got to get a bench seat in that that car. Though, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, of course. No bucket seats so, in this car. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing they the have them do is like kind of an initiation into the fair. I'm going the distance. <laughs> going for speed. Yep. Uh, they have him hook like a, a cable up to the rear axle of a cop car oh, yeah. and like attach it to a pole. This is um, and then they. God damn it! Uh, this happens in Gone in sixty seconds. To okay, yeah. Master P. They do this to Master P. So they yeah. drive down the street and like taunt the cops, and then they like floor it, yep. and of course it rips wah. the axle out. Yep. yep. Wow, um, I didn't know Gone so, in sixty seconds ripped that off. That's a bummer. Yeah. Oh, another thing from this movie is um, you know that scene in in lots of movies where like an underage kid is trying to buy something he's not supposed to buy. Yeah. And he's at the counter just naming random things, and he slips the like illicit thing in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's from this movie. Oh, yeah, funny. it's true. So that, yeah. that also happens in real life. My sister worked at a CVS uh, when she was in high school, and she said people buying condoms was the most... It was like worth working at CVS just to watch this happen like once a day, where somebody mm-hmm. would buy condoms and then like three bananas... And like maybe some <laughs> tissues or something, and they'd just be like. I mean, it kind of sounds like those are connected to me, but uh, yeah. all right, that was a bad example, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then walk up all casually and just be like, "This isn't weird. There's nothing weird about this." And yeah. Oh, I never had that problem buying condoms. I know. Who uses condoms? Hey, Losers. Oh boy. Right. Well, I mean, you were just talking about how you didn't want to have children, so. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, Lee had oh, a vasectomy uh, industrial at accident, so I'm fine. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's just a. Oh, let me just. It's just an Upton Sinclair uh, down there. Um, like real, real quick, real quick, just just a little, just a little uh, PSA here. Don't try to fuck a wheat thresher, kids. <laughs> the more you know. Oh God, Jesus. <laughs> So then uh, one of the like through lines while he's with this like street gang is um, they're talking about Wolfman on the radio and how like uh-huh. he's a pirate radio guy and his oh. broadcasts have been happening throughout the entire movie. Okay. Um, is he like setting like the tone for, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's like setting of. the tone yeah. for different scenes. So finally he ends up like at the radio station because he wants to get this message to the girl in the Thunderbird. Oh, shit. And he goes in and it's just some dude in a Hawaiian shirt eating popsicles. So now we're like, in Airheads is what I'm hearing. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. There are some echoes there. Um, okay. And he's like, hey, I need the Wolfman to read this message. He's like, hey, guy, you want to know who the Wolfman is? And he puts in like a tape and it's like a recording of some dude. And he's like, oh, the Wolfman's not really. He goes, no, he's real. He just doesn't work here. He like goes out and travels the Whoa. world. Okay. And I'm the Wolfman. Like, I'm out traveling all over the place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Wolfman Jack was a real radio. And DJ. was um, like very I, cool. I had to look him yeah. up because I I knew like the name, but yeah, mm-hmm. and kind of the face, but I didn't know what his deal was. Yeah. And, yeah. So Here's the like, secret. He, that he was says, actually Wolfman Jack. But yeah. yeah, he promises that he'll like try to get the message to him. Like maybe I can, but like one of the things that Dreyfus says is like I'm supposed to leave for college, but I don't know if I'm gonna. And the dude is like, listen, I'm old now. And it's like, my years are past me, but like the wolf man is out in the world and it's an amazing place out there and you really need to go see it. Mm-hmm. Right on. So man. like, he <laughs> it's a good message. I like go that a lot. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And then as he's, as he's walking out, he can see the dude actually doing the voice. So he's like, oh, it was the wolf man the whole time. Oh, that's funny. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't notice that. Um, yeah. So, so Dreyfus, Dreyfus actually sees it. Uh, so then Dreyfus is like hanging out at the by a payphone, waiting for the the girl in the Thunderbird to call him. 
And eventually she does, and she's like, "Hey, I'll see you tomorrow night cruising the strip." And he's like, "Ah, no, you." He's won't, like, "Wait, this movie's gonna to end in the morning, so the fuck are we?" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, "No, you won't, because I'm I'm leaving." Uh, uh, sure. And then like you know he goes to the airport, and that's when we find out that Ron Howard's not gonna go. Um, all this stuff, uh, and he gets in the plane, and as he's flying away, he sees the Thunderbird driving down the road, and he's laughing oh. about it. And then we get some title cards about what the characters did, so. Charles Martin Smith, the sex pest, died in Vietnam. Yep. Oh my! Um, yeah, yeah. No, the they drag they do a was killed. Yeah, they do a, a po- or like a mid credit like uh, yeah a, a the, bummer the drag epilogue. Racer. That seems weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the drag racer was killed by a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck, George? Jesus. Ron Howard's character just like stayed in town, became an insurance salesman, yep. and it says that. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character is a writer living in Canada, and I think the implication is that he skipped out on the draft. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a thing then. Wait, this came yeah. out seventy-five. This came so, out seventy-three, but yeah, oh, so that was which like, is around when hot, they hot, hot. ended the draft. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, so nobody's winning yet. Is there any redemption? That's the end. That's the end of the movie. Oh, that's dude. It. the whole movie. It's just a night in the life. Of. Cool, yeah. George. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so there's like there's a lot of <laughs> period music in it. Uh, this movie almost didn't get put out because of the music because they didn't want to pay for the rights. Oh. But Francis Ford Coppola had just finished doing The Godfather at this point, and he was able oh. to strong arm the studio. Yeah, fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, what is, Fran- what Franny is... Copes was the one who was strong arming for George. Yeah, they, they were, were all buds. Best friends. I was gonna say, oh, what, what's man. the podcast that you turned me on to? It's something story. The Star Wars one. Oh, are you talking about Blockbuster? Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, much... And it's like a it's like a narrative fictionalized but not really fictionalized version of how Francis Ford Coppola, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and a bunch of other like massively famous Martin people Scorsese, were all, Scorsese, uh, were all like Milius, buds and like used to yeah. just show each other their rough cuts of let's say Star Wars, The Godfather, uh, mm-hmm. Jaws. I think was another one. Exactly. Like, yeah. How much jizz was there in this? Uh, none, unfortunately. Hmm. What? Yeah. But even through the first cut of Star Wars? Uh, yep. Surprisingly. They actually, there is, a, there is an episode all about John Williams and, and him, like, um, oh. freeform on the piano coming up with the cantina. Thing. Oh, that's so, shit. They, they do jerk off John Williams in a completely reasonable way in this. Really made me, like, feel for John Williams because he had, like, kind of a tragic backstory. But yes. You know, I'm unaware. I should listen. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Everyone should. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, other podcast, you should uh, sponsor us because we're sponsoring. Yeah, Blockbuster, we keep giving you so much props on our show. <laughs> uh, some other, some other things about the movie. Um, the original cut was four hours long. <sighs> Fucking George, god damn it! <laughs> uh, the final cut ended up being uh, uh, just under two hours. So cut half. That is... Yeah, so he originally wow. set it up where there were going to be four storylines. Um, Dreyfus, Charles Martin Smith, Ron Howard, and the uh, drag racing friend. Yeah. And each sequence was going to... It was going to go in order. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Oh. One, two, three, four. Uh, and uh, as is the, the story that you learn about really any George Lucas movie, once he brought in editors <laughs> and his friends to like go over the script and fix things, yeah. <laughs> they were like, no dude, it doesn't work. Yeah, and yeah, like, he yeah. had to abandon that structure and it's a little more like flowy this way. Like yep. I, we'll, we'll see a lot yeah. of one story and then a little bit of another. And then, yeah, yeah. it's, would you say it's like poetry maybe? Or... <laughs> it is. It goes in a circle. <laughs> okay. 
That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much That's... how much shot counter shot is there? <laughs> uh, not a lot of shot reverse shot, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Although that would be pretty dope. Uh-huh. Um, so this is it. Absolutely wouldn't, mo- but like that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of six movies Lucas directed. Uh, four of them are Star Wars movies, and one of them is THX. Holy mm-hmm. fucking shit! Wait, really? Yeah. Those are the only movies uh-huh. he ever made. Yep, those are the only movies he ever directed unbelievable okay wow he has he has story credits and script credits on a lot of movies he's produced a ton of movies and he's done a little bit of editing but wow. he's only directed six because he hated directing he liked editing oh well that's ironic i think right <laughs> yeah well it's funny because his his ex-wife was actually the talented editor of the two of them. right she's the one that like saved star wars famously right yes yeah, yeah. and she won an oscar for it along with oh. richard chu and someone else i forget who the third person was but she also okay. did some editing on this movie which okay. is part of the reason why it got cut down from four fucking hours thank god slash and burn yeah yeah jesus christ Wow. Um, this movie was uh, almost didn't get released uh, as we were talking about, but the studio wanted to release it on TV because they oh. didn't think anybody would go to see it. Mm-hmm. They were very wrong. Okay, I was gonna say yeah, like I I know yeah, this, this movie made is a in shit the, ton of money. The zeitgeist. We but yeah, usually was it do good? this the money part much later, but I think it it it's worth bringing up. I don't more. know yeah, how um, much later we have, but yeah. We're getting uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, budget was seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> How did they buy all the cars? Okay. Oh, uh, they rented them from people. They put out ads in the uh, paper for people to bring their cars in. Yep. Sure. Only Makes like sense. two or three had to get totally smashed up. So. Oh yeah, there mm-hmm. were some crashes in there. Hmm. Like a lot of scenes where you don't see the driver, it's the people who own the cars were sitting in them to make sure nothing happened. Hey yeah. man, I fucking get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to know how much it made, Zach? It, it Let me cost seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand. Yeah. 000. All right, I'm gonna guess at it uh, seventy-three. Uh, yep. Let's say yep. Sixty-five million. Well, that's it. Really? That's your number? Zach? That seems like a colossal amount. Zach, that's your number. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. <laughs> what a fool. 140 million. Fuck my butt. All right. Well, then Star Wars <laughs> makes much more sense now. <laughs> uh huh. Why they just were like, do whatever. Oh, there no, go. Oh, Holy shit. He, he made this for no money with no marketable stuff. Like, none of these people were famous at the time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Ron yeah. Howard had been in The Andy Griffith Show. That was the most famous person. Wait, he wasn't even in Happy Days at this point? No, that wasn't until 1976. Holy shit. I didn't yeah, I want to say oh, wow. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he made more than, I mean, that's like, what? A th- I can't even do the math. It's, it's over 100 times more. Yeah, it's like, orders of magnitude higher. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Wow. This is one of the most successful movies of all time. Yeah, it's insane also because, wow. well. It, I mean, uh, nominated for five Oscars. Didn't win any, um, okay. but it was nominated. Um uh oh uh one weird fucking thing is the suzanne summers thunderbird character mm-hmm. originally lucas wanted to have a scene at the end where she was uh see-through to impl to imply that it was just a dream the whole time that he was chasing oh my so god like, he's chasing his dream and then he realizes his hometown isn't his real dream and then he leaves um but he didn't have enough money so they cut that scene. well thank fuck like what Okay, so everything <laughs> everything is like totally above board, and this is like a semi coherent movie, and then oops, all supernatural at the end. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck, George? <laughs> um, oh my god! I will say, like, Seth and I really couldn't relate to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not even. Slightly. I'm not surprised. 
I'm never I've never asked my dad about this movie, but my dad grew up. He was a senior in high school in 1963, and he was a literal drag racer who used yeah. to drive around the strip of his town looking for people to drag That's race. That's so I fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> never heard him talk about this movie, but I feel Ugh. like it's like he he he's the audience this movie well so i was gonna ask and i i this is not like an original point i feel like we've talked about this exact thing before but or maybe it's like a youtube video but george lucas is a nerd and i feel like he maybe i've even heard this about this movie but like this is the life that he wishes he had right no, he really was like he drag mm-hmm. raced and shit when he was. A, oh, he a was teen. not a nerd. I just assumed he was oh, always he was both. George, like... Lu- okay, yeah, fair enough. Weird, yeah. I, this sounds like a sort of classic. Like, um, I'm not in this circle, but I'm making a movie about what I think this circle is like. And this, this is like his most autobiographical movie because it was like him <laughs> waffling over going to film school, and also he dra- was a drag racer and into the car culture and shit. And like, <sighs> man, it was didn't want to stay in his hometown, but didn't know what else to do with his life. And like, was it just fucking easy to be a drag racer? Was I born in very much the wrong decade? Like, yes. Fuck. God, that sounds yeah, awesome. Dude. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you really go to so much up. jail now for drag racing. Yeah, even early 2000s, you could have Tokyo drifted your shit all oh, over uh, yeah. Southern California and then, uh, you know, get sent over to uh, Japan. Yeah, the mountains lives. of Japan. Where your dad lives because yeah. your single yeah. mother can't really handle your... Uh... You get arrested because you're playing your saliva songs mm-hmm. too loud. You know what the mm-hmm. best part is, And then is, you loop though? them at a weird spot because mm-hmm. the race is too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the best part would be getting to be friends with Bow Wow, though, I think. That seems pretty cool. Who? Not, and not Nothing. Han? Little Bow Wow? Oh, shit, Han. I forgot about Han. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mostly right. care about Han. Yeah. The amount of joy on your face when I said that. <laughs> I, like, you don't under, like, oh, man. I, I still, at my current age, want that to be my life. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, it, oh, yeah. I do love Han. Well, uh, so I've said I've said pretty much everything I have to say. Uh, Seth, what do you, do you have anything? Uh, I, you know, this it's very boy centric. Yeah, this movie is very boy centric, yeah. <laughs> and that. It, but but the thing is that the that the women in this film are not just potted plants, which is very well, they're nice. Relatively well written. Yeah. Right, uh, especially for uh, George Lucas, who notoriously pots plants uh, as like pots women as plants. Uh, like, I mean, they're, they're like usually in George Lucas films, the other five of them uh, yeah, background the characters, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, here, you know, they they have volition, they have they have power. They're they're definitely moving along the plot, which is really refreshing. Sure. Um, well, it's it's a bummer in the sense that this was one of his first movies, and then he gave up on that on the later ones. But, yeah. To a degree, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I this, don't know this... that there are any female characters in THX, so this was a huge step forward for him. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess you're right. Actually, I wasn't thinking about that. Um, but um... I mean, it's such like a stark dystopian vision. Like there aren't really many characters, right? So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, this movie is fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's fine, but it's not. I think worth all the accolades that it gets. 
there's a lot of great songs that I grew up listening to because of my dad. Yeah, yeah, cool yeah. Looking cars. There's like a lot of like hijinks that are uh, have continued to show up in movies over the years. Yeah, but there's like, a... as far as a message, like eh, yeah, it seems kind of go and see the world. Okay, like... that's the mo- the message of like half of movies that exist. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So, so wait, wait, uh, I don't the, know. What's the payoff of the title? I like. Is it just supposed to be a thinker, or like, what's the? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Wait, does somebody make graffiti, Do graffiti at some point? Like someone does graffiti at some point. Yeah, but... but is it supposed to be like a metaphor that never, like, well, maybe it was in the two hours that got cut out. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I. You know what? I don't. I don't. I don't specifically remember a situation involving creating graffiti so yeah maybe i just don't remember because i was watching it at four in the morning and like <laughs> doing other stuff but sounds yeah. like an appropriate view yeah and i was i was similarly i think i was Did i tell you guys my cats don't even try to wake me up anymore they just pulled the bookmarks out of my books while i'm sleeping <laughs> oh, oh that is some savage mother fuckers <laughs> Those Wait, motherfuckers. The, the cats, the cats go into your I'm kitchen and just open all the cabinets. They're just trying to fuck with you now. <laughs> I hear, I hear a tiny little like sound on the ground, and I look, and it's like, did you just pull the fucking bookmark out of my book? Like, God, the cats damn are going. They're opening your car door and resetting your trip meters. Like, it's so passive aggressive. <laughs> Wowzers! Oh man. Uh, so, yeah, this movie's like fine. Yeah, um, this movie should, is like fine. We rate yeah, it? let's go ahead and rate it. So the IMDb rating for this movie is a seven point four. Oof. Okay. With seventy five thousand votes. Oh, that's not like a ton, but I mean, it's that's not a high. ton. But like this movie is highly regarded because people yep. like to jack themselves off all the time. So. Yeah, we've fallen into this with older movies in the past. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'll go. Yeah. Um, I think it's totally fine. Like, I, I wasn't offended by anything else. I wasn't really blown away by mm-hmm. anything. I yeah. had seen it before. I enjoyed things about it. I couldn't care less about other things. And I wasn't really disgusted by much, which is a nice change of pace. <laughs> and it launched Star Wars. Yes. So, like, yeah. hey, you know. That should not yeah. be Let's give it a... discounted. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's give it a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Solid water. Yeah. I think you'd enjoy it just for the, like, honestly, you'd enjoy it just to see the Yeah, cars you'd enjoy shit, the like, car shit. But, you know, really anytime would. there's not a car on screen, uh, you can skip it. Just fast forward. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, for your movie, Zach, uh, I, I, it was far too subtle and thoughtful for our show. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, we don't do that. I feel like all right, so like when we started I've, we've all done maybe 20 now, right? Maybe 30, I don't know. And I feel like I increasingly am like looking for something that is new and that is being Yeah. And yet I harder, just make 80s movies harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. <laughs> See, yeah. Zach, I'm in your camp, and yeah. Lee is over here making 80s movies over and over he and does. over again. But... And you know what? It does work for him somehow. Yeah, like maybe that's the nug. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a very weird charm. Uh, so, but but your movie, I think, I think I really like. Um, I had a director in mind that was that was much. Oh, better. you said five easy pieces guy earlier. Well, Bob Ralphison, yeah, yeah um, Terrence Malick, yeah. Mm. I had someone else, though, that I thought would, would work really well, and they're escaping me right Seth now. Seth um, Fartnoise. Hey, mm-hmm. I'd fund that. 
What yeah, do you need? Like seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand. <laughs> but let's let's say we get like a. Really you give me seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand oh. dollars. Cool I will just <laughs> live like you know I've been living for the next twenty years. <laughs> so, no worries there, bro. I'll make you some kind of shitty film. Seems good. Uh. You know who I'd like to see? Uh, fucking uh, um, Jesus, Robert Altman. Oh, Robert Altman. I'd like to oh, see Robert Altman right. do it. Yeah. He he definitely tends to lean more on a central character story, yeah. but he lets like one of his hallmarks is letting the background characters' audio bleed into the main audio track. Oh, okay, which I feel like is kind of the spirit of what you were getting yes at. the the shared focus is definitely central to my movie like you're you're supposed to focus on the main characters but the whole point is that like the sort of craziness is happening in the background and that's pulling right the focus right the time. yeah so i think if we get someone like that in there or maybe like a wim winders who did paris texas um right i could oh. give this movie like a i'm gonna give it an eight okay this could be like a cultural touchstone it might not be one that a lot of people see but the people who see it yes talk about it and it gets remembered sure. it's it's not gonna make whatever 120 yeah, it's not a blockbuster sure. <laughs> no 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 yeah. no yeah. okay cool um okay so i'll start with you first zach because okay. they just reminded me of everything about your movie <laughs> um yes. actually i took notes because that is Whoa. my my habit now is Damn. to take notes so that i don't appear like a total jackass when i don't remember <laughs> anything sure 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 um yeah uh like uh as lee was talking about it's kind of like this weird like or not weird but it's 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 this background to the event and it's 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 watching all of all of these explosions in the background um which is which is a really interesting way to go about it Mm -hmm. um and it is for for once a, a slice of actual life (laughs) <laughs> uh unlike every other slice of life we've ever done yeah yeah yep. um but yeah i don't know i think it can be well done and so i will give you a i'll give you a 6.9 in a while point stained it has also been a while. So, Seth, <laughs> what about the original? Oh, the original. Oh, American Graffiti. Oh, boy. Okay, so... Oh, boy. I, I mean, this movie was a nothing to me. <laughs> well, right? uh, there was, okay, there, so there was that's nothing... That's a fair point. That, this falls into the category of movies that happened in a decade previously that were about two decades before that, that we just cannot relate to whatsoever. Yes, right. absolutely. That is a hundred percent why this was so popular. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. No, no, that's true. Yeah. So but it, it so, means nothing to us because we weren't. Yeah. In the so 50s. like yeah. it is well made yeah. and it looks good for the most part. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. with a, with a couple of exceptions, I, but, um, and I won't get into them because that's minutia, but the, the movie is, fine to me like it uh, i i i don't know i have a hard time categorizing it because like it it does look good it is for the most part well acted i just don't give a shit about literally anyone in this movie or their stupid piddling problems like there's no there's no drama to this movie (laughs) there's no drama and there's no comedy there's so it's just 
could it be like the most honest movie about 18 year olds ever made and that i mean it <laughs> that's kind of like my movie honestly like that oh, is regular people point. are just kind of regular turns it, out yeah it, it it is a movie about 18 year olds being the way you pitched yours had way more subtlety though, sure yeah it's true this yeah, one was the, the, the lucas one was just sort of accidentally regular it sounds like yeah, yeah well it it just it was about you know, a bunch of jackass 18-year-olds being jackass 18-year-olds, and I experienced yep. that, and, like, I recognize that, however... <laughs> just like when I was 16 and we made jackass-style videos. Oh, yeah, Damn. no, I mean, I remember just slamming a 2x4 into your nuts over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> so many times. We didn't need that many times. I didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't like... need that many takes, but I was still doing it somehow, <laughs> ethereally, uh, within the universe. Please... Please build a time machine someday and do that. <laughs> I'm just picturing. So, all right, so 16. Maybe you're out. You're out in the front yard smoking your first cigarettes at like one in the morning, and Seth just rolls down the street in a shopping cart, cackling like a clown. And you go, "Oh yeah, there's something to this. There's something here. We can do this." Yeah, yeah I cackle <laughs> and then I jam a two before with a fulcrum, of course, underneath oh. your nuts, and I just slam down on it. Over and over, guess what? Over. You have testicular torsion. Yeah. What do you What do you got for a score? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't think this movie is worth the accolades that it gets. It is fine, sure. but uh, and it did make Star Wars, as you said. Uh, oh, but yeah. it's 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 like a solid five point three for me. Okay. Like it's like yeah. I did I didn't care about anyone. Uh, I didn't really enjoy watching any of it. It was fine. It was I mean, fine. It's right. it's it's a uh, average five, middle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what about next time, Zach? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you handily won this week. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Uh-huh. Um. Uh. So next time, uh, we're gonna have uh, long time. I think better than George Lucas. <laughs> Zach. Hey. So what's my next project that's getting funded off of this? Um, <laughs> It's a space opera. Oh, fuck. Sounds great. Um, all right. So next time, uh, long time partial but listener of the show, I think. Uh, uh, my friend Duck is going to do Stranger Than Fiction, uh, which should be fun. So Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I'm oddly fine. I'm yeah. excited for this. I yeah, haven't yeah. watched that in quite a, quite a few years, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to rewatching that. Yep. Um, but until then... Guys, why wasn't Dexter Jetster in this movie? It's a oh! fucking movie set in the 50s, and there's a diner. Oh, my like, God. It's so obvious. Can we get a fucking special edition, man? Oh, oh George would do it. That's Shit, his whole Lee. thing. You just ruined my entire life because Dexter Jetster wasn't in here. <laughs>